Welcome to Everything Has Its Place, the spot for me covering all topics related to sex, love, and controversy. Today's episode is, my name is. So let me introduce myself. My name is Miguel Chapa. I'm a pre-med student specializing in cardio, neuropsychiatry, and sexology. I will be the world's leading researcher in all topics related to love, sex, and relationships. As ambitious as it is to say such a thing, the reason is worth it. I care about people, and I care about what I study. So I would like to thank you for joining me, and here we go. So starting on the topic of my education, I thought it was going to be really fun at first to study myself and figure out how I was going to be a better partner and all the other fun bedroom stuff, or places outside the bedroom, depending on what you're into. It turns out that understanding people's most intimate perspectives kind of forces you to make a decision on if you're going to stand in the light and talk about these kinds of subjects because they are so sensitive and at the same time they're extremely controversial so the more i develop my skills the more simple i guess i could see certain issues but the more complex it becomes to understand the individual component that makes up this society and it's a viewpoint that is very personal to me because it allows me to understand each of you so amazingly because you're not just the person that you present yourself as you're the person who comes with this amazing story that created you and the problem is is that in the world we live in today and in the world that is publicized people don't have the ability to communicate in those ways I think part of that is because we live in an instant gratification society. So these are just thoughts that kind of just come out when I do decide to talk. Um, so I did have to face a lot of demons to get here and it was worth it. When I was writing the script for this podcast, it was really difficult because I have a brand new kitten in my home and the fact that I even have a home in itself is just, it's a blessing. I didn't come from some kind of special story or circumstance. I'm fighting the entire time to get myself to the very end. I was born in California. My family's Hispanic. We didn't have necessarily a lot, but we didn't have a little. My grandparents worked their asses off and it really shaped me. So, I mean, we had love and we had discipline in our home. But we also grew up traditional. And so a lot of the experiences that I had, I couldn't really talk about with my family because they didn't really understand me. I grew up and I discovered that I was queer. And one of the hardest things about that experience was not understanding in any way what that meant for me and the world around me. And then fast forward later on down the line, I found out that I'm actually bisexual. And I decided that I was actually going to identify as pansexual. There'll be definitely an episode on terminologies and all these other kinds of social issues and social topics. But what it really kind of comes down to is that the development of who we are matters. And we have as much time as we need to make it worth it. So back to my 
family and about my quick upbringing, we were really, you know, we were really sheltered. You know, love and discipline, it's just, it's embedded in the culture. You know, there was a different time. The 90s had different communication styles. And so, you know, you just kind of got thrown into it versus nowadays the Internet's available and you have all these massive amount of rules and different lifestyles that are basically being offered to people. It wasn't like that for me. We didn't talk about sex. I didn't know how to be me. I was never going to be a head turner. And I didn't even turn pages in a book because I couldn't focus. It was in college when I discovered that I was dyslexic and discovering that you have disabilities along this whole identification process, learning who you really are, what, what it is you are. It shows that there's a need for us to understand at every point in our life who we are. And in our ever-moving society, I just don't think that we do that. Honestly, just because there's so much to state about where I came from, I'll just tell you that it led me towards some of the best people I could have ever met. If you're listening to this, then that means that there's some kind of story I can tell you probably about you. It mattered to me to memorize the people around me because, well, because I didn't have family really. I grew up in a place where I didn't feel like I was understood. So I connected with people around me and created families. And as amazing as those experiences were, you know, growing up as children, you always imagine that you'll know people forever. Well, with the internet, people started moving everywhere. Everyone started doing everything. I mean, it was amazing, honestly, to watch people go off from, you know, where we grew up and live new lives. At the same time, I always dreamed for more. So I was lucky enough to eventually end up in Portland. And that's when everything kind of I feel like at this point, it made its choice for me to become the doctor I'm going to become. I think it's pretty safe to say that when I got to Portland, I was a pretty well-handled ball of mess. But I had a lot of fun when I first got here. I just got out of a relationship. I got here by myself. And I was near my best friend. And so... I didn't really know what this state had to offer for me. Well, it turned out that it was going to offer me the craziest adventure I have ever experienced in my entire life. And I think that it just, at this point, shows what people have to say. Experiences are a reflection of our perception. But at the same time, what is offered is a version and a reflection of what people have gone through and what they're willing to share. And when you look amidst the chaos or the extravagance or even the simplicity, you can actually see a lot of really interesting stories. And one of the best things that I've learned about what I can do is I can see what most people won't. And there is a lot of beauty in the details of what people do and what they don't do. Now, back to my ball of hot mess. I was emotionally out of control. 
not necessarily in an extremely negative way, but in a recklessness. People that are emotionally available to such a high extent, they just, they're great to be around, they're fun, they're party people, but at the end of the day, I was so scared of being rejected because of my past and because what I felt I didn't have to offer that I gave what I did have to offer. That led me into a relationship that changed my life for the worse and for the better. When I had no choice really to figure out how to make my life better, I decided that I was gonna go get my GED finally. I dropped out of school when I was a sophomore because it just wasn't right for me anymore and it wasn't safe at home. And school just didn't seem like something that was possible for me at the time. Looking back on it now, I cannot tell you why I was so scared. I don't know where in this journey was the key point that made me stop believing in myself, but belief really is the key to changing your life. Now I was just accepted as a research assistant for a professor who specializes in masculinity and health circumstances depending on crime, development, um, social implications based on behavior. And it's the biggest opportunity that someone like me could have ever dreamed of. I just, you know, picked sexuality because I thought it was important to learn how people fell in love and discovering how complex it is, being able to apply my skills now on another level, it made me aware that I need to be more confident with what I'm capable of doing at this very moment and not just waiting for the perfect time to present myself to the public. When I started studying people and I started deciding that I was going to do psychology at my community college, I didn't realize that the difficulties that I went through were experiences that became more commonly known around people's difficulties with connecting with other people. And so those experiences really allowed me to connect deeper into the general understanding of psychology. And I knew that there had to be more. There had to be an actual reason for why we had such specific attractions, whether it be behavior or whether it be sexual or whether it just be the psychosocial needs that shape everything that we do. And that led me towards challenging myself to a higher level of education. I have some unique disabilities that made me extra sensitive. As I now start discovering more about medicine and health, I have learned that there are people who are neurodivergent and we sometimes just genuinely have different sensory issues. My emotions, because of my bipolar disorder, were already just something that were rapid. And when I was younger and undiagnosed, I didn't know where to put these things. And so they exhausted my body, especially in early stages when I was going through so much trauma. These emotions were just so overwhelming to me that when they weren't happening to me, I was then sensitive to the emotions of the people around me. And my sensitivity is what allowed my body to memorize those experiences much more deeply and to an extreme detail.
So I started having to ask myself some difficult questions, like how and why I love. A lot of it was really obvious, stuff from childhood and, you know, we just learn bad behaviors. Sometimes we get an idea of what we think and it's a lot easier to lie to ourselves than to face the truth. But it's worth it in the end if we're willing to take the risk. So it kind of just came down to throwing my life into books. And I'll be honest with you, nothing seemed right to me. I was so interested in why I was attracted to the specifics of the person that I obsessed over it. And it led me into a place that I didn't realize could be possible. I started scouring medicine and I started scouring the nervous system to find out what happens with senses, what happens when we specifically become attracted. And I discovered that the nervous system and the body hold so much information that our experiences not only shape what we love, like case in point trauma, a traumatic situation can be imposed onto a person and shape the future of all romantic exchanges and all potential emotional encounters from that day forward. But the subtlety of all experiences and how they shape our emotional awareness, which is our emotional intelligence and is the major aspect of our intimacy. It's overlooked. And so I felt that this was something that I needed to look deeper into. And it opened a door that I never knew existed, which was that everyone on this planet has a specific fingerprint for emotions and sexuality. And I can prove it. And I'm very excited about doing something like this. Because once I do what I am going to do, my name will be put in the book of medicine and and it will be written about and it will be used hopefully for good. But as we know, society is a very temperamental thing and it's also difficult and it's corrupt and there's so much to work around and so much to do that what prevented me from really putting myself out there was the fear of rejection at first but now i've realized that it doesn't necessarily take the love of the people to do a good job but it is worthwhile to become a person who is worthy of being understood. And that only can come from standing strong and using using your voice, using your experiences, standing by your word and doing what you have to do. I've learned that that's a lot to ask of people. I've learned everything I can about what it takes to reprogram the nervous system and understand sexuality and relationships the philosophical components of what love really is and how these things shape the world around us and how we can use them to not only better ourselves in health, but they are actual things that do benefit the world. And people don't seem to understand those things. We take certain things that we have been so used to and warp them slightly out of tune with who we really are. 
and it does affect our health. The long term is that we've actually been conditioned to look at a lot of things negatively that are really strongly, they're a really strong benefit to our health and we just need to accept stuff like that. We also need to accept that we also do rapid changes and these rapid changes could potentially be detrimental to our health. And we don't want to have conversations like this because people are just like grown children. They really are. If they like something and there's enough of them, then our society has basically catered towards the idea that we can complain loud enough and get our way. But there are serious issues with that. And one of these issues is the way we handle ourselves in social political arguments and the way we use data. The scientific and political worlds are catering towards weaknesses in our system to use misinformation and just to prolong arguments. Look, I don't know why arguments are a great factor in our society. I really wish it's not true that this is just what humans do. A lot of people seem to think that there is no way to find some kind of peace or just to create a better world. But ultimately, it really does need to come down to systems in place that we can trust and understand with transparency. When it comes to the study of sex, well, I was taught nothing, right? And then I was told that being gay is wrong because that's what the church said. Well, I'll tell you what. I've studied as much as a person can study about sex, from history to genetics to culture and spirituality, and uh, none of you guys honestly can really give me a good enough answer. I will tell you this. Sex was around since time started. It is in the environment. It is in us. It is an expression, it is amazing things, and it is also scary things to some. But what it is, is it is. Sex is a word that we use to communicate a massive amount of complexity. And when we don't use the word with a right definition, or we don't define it when we use it, miscommunication happens. Communication is key in our world. As long as we keep trying to battle each other and not talk and not use our words, we'll never know what words are being used around us and how they're getting passed on. I wasn't taught about sex. And so I taught myself. And as I've learned, I look around and I see that there's a lot of people who haven't done it like me and you're sharing experiences. Well, your experiences to me is how I define the word sex, but the word sex isn't being used in definement. And I think we need to start having real conversations about our experiences and where they apply. Because in a political argument, in most circumstances, people seem to think that their experiences are a, well, that they are the, the rule. And that's not true. Your experience is an experience. And your judgment on that experience is a bias. But past that, there are specialists and there are people out there like me who are trying to understand and those people need to be held accountable to a high standard and those standards need to be defined by a community of scientists and a community of researchers and a community of people who have been through those experiences. It takes everyone to make change and it takes everyone to also accept the truth. 
The truth is, is that in my field, I cannot do it without every single one of your experiences to be accounted for. And the reason why is because your experience is what defines the word and what defines the study of sexuality. So if I have to look at it from that lens, how can any people really speak from just their own personal one about something that is so emotionally connected to the world around them and to every other person? And I think it's a really reckless thing that I see on a consistent basis, which is why I think it's something that I needed to bring up right here. I plan on becoming this educator. I plan on creating an education system that immerses people in a healthy standpoint around sexuality. And my priority will be to protect children, to make them well-educated, to protect them from us. Because if there's one thing that I've noticed is that there's fear in our stubbornness. There's fear that a man can be a good leader, for example. Or there's fear that a person who's so openly about a sensitive topic can be someone who can be trusted around children. There's always going to be fear because we always look for fear because it's how we are programmed to look for fear. We can't live in fear around something that is supposed to bring us closer together. The mere aspects of what sexuality brings to our lives is intimacy. And intimacy is an extremely strong component that has nothing to do with sex, but has everything to do with the emotional vulnerability that we bring to the people that we care about. The world is built right now in a place of vulnerability because we are so different, we're so divided. To truly open yourself up to another person is the gift. It's a gift that not many people have because there are social behaviors that I've noticed in society. And as a person that can be open and outgoing on a consistent basis, I will definitely tell you that people are off put if I ever come off too strong. But my personality is strong. And for me to be the best version of myself, I have to be willing to take those risks that I am who I am, that I'm worthy of being my best self. My best self is doing a podcast. My best self is learning how to not be scared while doing a podcast. And I'm happy. I'm happy to take those risks. I'm happy to live my life because I know that the intimacy that I display with myself and the world around me has a reflection of what I can offer in a relationship and has an offer, a reflection of what I can offer for all future connections. The connections that I have with the people around me are the most important thing. And my life is benefiting from that experience. And I know that it's really hard to understand, but it's my experience. And so I want it to be for me. And it will always be for me. And if you accept me, then I'm extremely happy. And if you don't accept me, I'm going to have to really try hard to be an amazing doctor who takes over the world in medicine because it'll be hard not to do without your acceptance and without your support, especially because I want the details that you care about and I want to bring them forward to the table. I want to research what the people care about and I want to understand what the people's perspectives are. But first, I need the people to use the same language and they don't. They don't because they don't want to be vulnerable. Ignorance is bliss, and in a world that's consistently growing, we have to start challenging ourselves around the topics and around the education. There's tons of studies around what continuous education can do for your health. There's so much around us that could be beneficial, 
but we're divided on every subject that we can possibly think of. And one of the biggest subjects that we are also divided on is just health in general. I plan on talking about health. I plan on talking about every subject that I can get my hands on that I think will potentially be a benefit to the people. There's so much in the world that we need to start learning together. And I hope that this will be something that interests people because relationships are developing, but also old patterns are definitely beneficial. You have an entire spectrum of relationship types. You have an entire spectrum of health. And the thing is, is that we have doctors who are offering different forms of health and it has become a competitive nature. This market, this competitive market that we have created in certain dynamics is affecting our health. It's affecting our opportunity for health and it's affecting the information that we have based around health. There are so many people that I watch and see how they develop and it looks different for every single one of them to find the one that fits best for them. But on a social standpoint, those are all competitions towards each other and we socialize within those competition groups. If we're vegan, if we're meat eaters, if we're CrossFit, if we're bodybuilding, if we're vaccine, if we're not vaccine. And these social implications are causing more division around subjects that need to start becoming more informed in education. And these education issues are things that we can't even begin to talk about because we cycle through all of our social issues. I'm just trying to bring to light that this is an ever-growing cycle that needs to stop. And it starts really with us. Honestly, like, I have anxiety. I have anxiety right now. And so what I work on more than anything else is the communication that I have with myself. That is intimacy. Self-love, self-intimacy is a very serious thing. These words need to start becoming more normalized because the words that are we're scared to use, what, what they actually are is their muscles to practice. When we have children, children should be learning empathy. We should be practicing empathy continuously because there's also boundaries. Empathy, everything has a spectrum, an emotional spectrum that's important to start recognizing. But since we don't offer a full range of emotions to the people and to the children, they are unaware of what to do in those circumstances. And that's why we have so much recklessness and so many complex issues where we have people in their 40s that are doing things that they we assume is common sense. But if they've never experienced it, how can it be so common? The body is an amazingly complex thing. And our society does not look at it that way. And I will also say that our legal system and, and our medical system, they, they don't work cohesively to really allow a better understanding. I'm a neurologist. I am still a student, but I am studying a field that gives me understanding of the human body. And the human body is a complex thing. There are definite, <laughs> there's just definite points of interest that I think are not only important for the people, but I also am really saying, you guys, is that the more you know, the more you're going to have <laughs> security for a world that wants to take advantage of people who don't know how their emotions really work. And it really is everywhere. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I can just ramble on. I mean, this really is about education, but my education really is my experiences. 
I did not go to school until I was 27 years old. And before that, I was a drug addict and I was homeless and I was doing all these things. I go to school at 27 years old, get my GED, find out that I'm going to be like a neurologist or a psychologist first. And then I said psychiatrist. Then I discovered neurology. And then I discovered I was like, you know what? I think I know where I can look for what I'm trying to find. And guess what? It's the heart. I believe that the heart it holds information that's going to allow me to understand the emotional maps of people. And there's so much more that I have to say about that. But realistically, if it's true, then I can do some amazing things for medicine and give us a better understanding on how emotions are imprinted into our fight, flight, or fawn responses and give us a chance, a chance to know ourselves better, a chance to understand intimacy better, a chance to have better sex, a chance to just, you know, do the right thing. If the body really does have a way of recognizing its survival and love is survival, then we owe it to ourselves to heal the trauma that we are putting into it. And that's what I'm hoping that I can offer to the world. But I mean, right now, all I am is just a name. And so I'm working towards opening myself up to more content and producing something. And I really am glad that you guys are here with me. It's going to be informative. It's going to be kinky for sure. I love kink. We're going to talk about kink a lot. And it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be expansive because the world is expanding and I plan on covering every form of relationship sexuality and I plan on covering controversial topics around anything and everything that I can put my hands on that I can bring an open, non-biased opinion to because it's extremely important that we don't keep saying we're not biased and then picking a standpoint. There is always a middle road between two very difficult circumstances. It just takes not being lazy. And I'm sorry to say, but the world is designed right now where it's either designed to prolong something or to create instant gratification. We got to start thinking about choices in the long run, choices that are going to be for generations to come, because that's the reality. And I've heard people talk like this before. It needs to keep being talked like this. We need to start making decisions about our health that affect later generations. And if the body is keeping track of these kinds of things, and we're truly just passing on either disease or healing, which we already know that those kinds of things work. But if emotions themselves can start being factors on these things from other people in other environments, and it sounds kind of hippie when I say it like this, but I can guarantee you that the nervous system is a very subtle thing. It gives you everything. And inside of your body is just something that's asking for you to take care of it. And we just don't have a language to it yet. But that it, is what gives you butterflies and gives you that lovely feeling. And that it is what gives you that strong doubt and that dread. And if you can learn how to talk to that legitimately, and if we can in medicine learn how to recognize patterns that lead towards different ailments and illnesses, we can do such amazing things together. But I'm telling you right now, before I'm even the world's leading researcher in sex studies, love really is the key and the more that you love yourself and the more that you love the world around you it's going to change for the better so thank you for joining 
for my first podcast episode for Everything Has Its Place. My name is Miguel Chapa, and I really do appreciate spending this time with you. Bye-bye.